Hey, what up everyone? And I hope you're having a good start to your weekend. You know, over the past couple of weeks, I've been very shocked to see a lot of people not well positioned in this uncertain time that we're heading into. And I kind of want to talk about euphoria stage of a market versus the trough or when people are kind of low and they're not well positioned. Now, I know a lot of people over the past couple of years that bought two or three second homes. They bought a lot of NFTs, speculative, speculative stocks. I know a lot of people that would buy all types of things that they really shouldn't be buying. Um, expensive cars, going out too much, expensive vacations on credit. And in this video, I kind of want to talk about why you kind of need to do the opposite of what the crowd is doing. So for example, Bitcoin reached, I think it was $69,000 back in 2021 um, in, the, in the fall sometime. And point is, it reached a very high amount and everyone started texting me. Hey, Paul, I want to get into Bitcoin. I want to start buying or hey, what's this asset? I'm hearing a lot about it. And should I get some? I would even go into Ubers or at the gas station or wherever and I'd hear people talking about it. And when this happened, I should have had a red flag up because once in the mainstream and anybody and everybody starts talking about something, that means it's a good chance that it's extremely overvalued and it's a speculative bubble. And I, I've seen this throughout NFTs. I've seen this throughout Bitcoin, seen it through stocks and, you know, those um, special purpose acquisition corporations, those SPACs, people would pump them up. I think Lucid went up to $40, $50 and a lot of different things were running up due to all the easy money, the low interest rates, just so much euphoria. I even think at one point I told people, hey, look, look at my app right here. I'm making four to $5,000 a day. I was so caught up in the euphoria like many others were. And I didn't kind of set my, my expectations to reality. I wasn't tethered to reality. Rather, I was kind of off in some other universe, you know, getting drunk on my own Kool-Aid. <laughs> they say not to get high on your own supply. I was getting high on my own supply in terms of financial investments that were doing really well. Now, thankfully, I never over leveraged. But the point is, of this particular podcast, when we start to see that stuff in the future, we really need to start to pull back. Because you can lose 10, 20, 30, 40% of your net worth by not being well positioned because you're trying to chase the extreme gains that everyone else was trying to chase. I still look at it today like, wow, if I would have sold at the top, I would have been this much richer, but that's not a good and healthy approach. Rather, what can I do to change my behavior? What lesson did I learn from this so that I can course correct in the future? And I think it's easy to get caught up in the mania. You see people right next to you making a ton of money on an NFT or or on Bitcoin and you're like, I need to get in and you get in at the wrong price and you don't get in for the right reasons because we need to get into our investments for the right reasons. Do you believe it's a sound investment three to five years? Do you think it's going to be profitable? Do you think that there's potential uh, of risk against that particular asset through lawsuits, litigation or geopolitical risk? Right. We're not asking these questions in times of easy money and easy gains because we just want to make money and we want to make money fast. That's not the right approach. When the tide goes out, we see who's skinny dipping. And right now with these high rates, 
We're starting to see homes come on the market. These homes are coming down 10, 15, 20% here in the Phoenix, Arizona area. We're seeing car prices drop. We're seeing people sell assets in a distressed way because they realized I bought this on leverage. I can actually afford this. And with the job market tightening, we really need to ask ourselves, where should our funds be to optimize our capital allocation? Where, where should we be? And at, for everyone, everyone's situation is different, but the point is we can't just be following the herd. If the herd says we need to buy treasuries right now, don't follow the herd. I just saw that on Barron's, uh, the Barron's article. We, now is the time to buy bonds. The bond funds have lost so much over the past several years, TLT in particular, but yields are rising, but long-term bonds, who, who knows? What if the U.S. defaults on its debt? That's a likely possibility if we keep issuing more debt and there's no buyers of this debt and our current buyers start dumping. So point is, we just need to make sure that we're thinking about many different aspects. If investing was e easy, everyone would be doing very well in it right now. Every single person, they would just throw money in the market and get a 10 to 15% return. That's not how it goes. You get some years that you see up 7 to 10 to 15%. You see some years that are down 10, 15, 20%. And over the long run, though, you'll start to see between a 5 to 8% uh, increase in the in the S&P. And as we see with Bitcoin in particular, that greatly exceeds the S&P 500 several times over. So, you know, it's funny, I just saw the gold price the other day pass $2,000 an ounce. I think it made it one of its larger day increases in, in a very long time. The point is, why are people moving towards these avenues? Why did Bitcoin pump 30% in the past seven days? Why did gold pump to above $2,000 an ounce. People are speculative of these US treasuries, they're speculative bonds, they're speculative of having too much cash, and they're, they're afraid of the stock market because of the drawdowns. So with that, we're starting to see people allocate capital in such a way that is uh, leaning into more of a risk off attitude. And what's interesting is this, Bitcoin in particular has decoupled in, in a sense, over the past several weeks from risk on assets. It's kind of trading on its own right now. And what does that, what does that say? Is it going to keep doing this? I, I don't hold a crystal ball, but for my thought, I think it could potentially keep decoupling from these risk on assets. It's not perfect, but I think it will follow more of a trend along gold rather than a trend towards the S&P. But guys, I just really want us to think over the next several years, let's just say money gets easy again, interest rates get lower. Don't deploy capital in ways that are risky. You do not want to get foreclosed on. You don't want to have to sell some of your assets at 50% off. And what you really don't want to do is be in a situation that hurts your financial future, hurts your retirement, hurts your kid's future. I mean, money is a lot of is very important in today's day and age, and it always has been, but your net worth can set you up for life. But if you make the wrong investments, it can really hurt you. And I hope that some thoughts and considerations that I brought up in this video, you'll think about. Guys, 
feel free to check the links in the description. I'm always willing to, um, you know, refer people to my favorite uh, Bitcoin buying platform right now, which is Strike. You can also send uh, donations if, if you have extra Bitcoin. And again, I have a YouTube channel, Satsmate, and feel free to give that a follow and watch my Bitcoin documentary there in El Salvador. Anyways, guys, I hope you all have a good rest of your day. Thanks.